What's up, guys? Dave Van Auken here, the Dave Van Auken Show. Tuesday, January 10th. I think this is, uh, yeah, Tuesday the 10th. This is going to be our second pod of the year. We're rolling. We are officially back. Uh, really cool one as well, guys. We have three guests coming on. We have three PFL Challenger Series fighters. Um, Elvin Espinosa has been on the pod before. He's fought for the PFL twice. This is his third time. Lightweight, really cool, fun interview. And then two uh, female featherweight, two studs. Uh, Amanda Levy has been on the podcast before. She's actually fought underneath the PFL banner 2021. No fights in 2022. I ask her why. She answers that. And then uh, the young phenom, 20 years young. Sheezy. Uh, Evelyn Martins. She trains down there at ATT. We have a really, really cool conversation. Um, we have a fun game to end the podcast. So three uh, different interviews, all PFL Challenger Series. So this is a PFL pod. Let's just say that right here. Uh, episode 166, guys. Shout out the MMA Shark. Uh, if you guys want to bet on any combat sports, a huge UFC this weekend, right? Sean Strickland's in the freaking main event. Uh, if you want any of your needs, go to the MMAshark.com. Put in the promo code BANANAS50. Save $50 off your first month. That's the MMAshark.com. Tomorrow night, going live, betting bananas, Ryan Quinn and L. Dawson. There we go. Um, real quick, short prelude uh, prelude before the pods, before all three interviews. And uh, all three are PFL fighters. So let's talk about PFL. Let's talk about Jake Paul signing. So it's been, I would say, around 100 hours. It's been anywhere from 75 to 100 hours since the announcement. And I love doing this. It's um, I always have my opinion right away. But I love listening to uh, some high-end people that I really love and respect in this industry. Uh, if it's commentators or podcasters or even fighters themselves. And then I love, I love seeing comments, listening to the fans, checking out the Fight Bananas community, seeing comments. I love kind of getting feedback, and then I kind of uh, feel a direction to really take it. And where I'm going to go with this, I think this is an absolute humongous, colossal win for the professional fight league, the PFL. I've heard nothing but great things. Uh, a couple of people think he's cringy. I get it, and that's fine. And the, the funny thing is, He's, he is actually a tiny, cringy um, talker. He's not Conor McGregor. He's not um, Jorge Gamebrand Masvidal. There's so many ta good talkers. Uh, I even think an underrated one is Henry Cejudo. Uh, not Henry Cejudo, I'm sorry. Kobe Covington or Al Jermaine. So there's so many talented fighters who can talk. Jake is not great, but Jake uh, has a great way with um, social media and fans. Very polarizing love him or hate him he's just he's kind of in a weird way you ready for this one he's must see tv i talked to uh i always love doing this i talked to someone who is a fan of combat sports and they will watch the fights far few in between big fight nights some pay-per-views not all and i asked him how many pfl events have you ever watched and they told me zero. I go, you got to watch it. I'm a huge fan of the PFL. They treat me as well. Three great fighters that are going to be on this podcast. They have 80 phenomenal fighters on the roster. You got to get into PFL in 2023. And this person goes, um, okay, I, I will listen. I will really try to watch it. You know, a lot on my calendar, kids, uh, other sports, I get it. But he, he goes, when Jake Paul fights, let me know. I'll watch it and I probably will buy the pay-per-view. There you go. There's the answer. Like, that's what the PFL is going for, and that's what the PFL needs. There's a ton of us diehards. There's a ton of us that will watch everything. 
on every weekend. And we miss you, uh, Combat Sports. It's been too long. We're so excited the UFC is back this Saturday. And then there's a huge pay-per-view coming around the corner. But now with Jake Paul, he will bring more eyes to the PFL. He will bring more eyes to so many underrated fighters on that PFL roster. So Jake Paul, PFL, um, held away to start 2023. Huge, huge, um, I think, win for the brand. And I'm hearing through the grapevine, they might have one or two more things up their sleeve. One in a pretty, pretty big manner. So, all right, guys, PFL pod. This is episode 166 of the Dave and Hawkins show. Uh, I think this is episode, I, I think we're going 600 deep. Uh, remember, Fife and podcast and stuff before it. It's incredible. I appreciate all you guys just hanging uh, around along with us. Uh, Mike Cuddles will be coming back. Better Bananas is coming back. A lot of content here on Fight Bananas. Make sure to subscribe to the Fight Bananas YouTube channel. All right, let's get into it. Episode 166. Let's start with Elvin Espinoza. What's up, guys? Dave Van Auken back. Another uh, Dave Van Auken show. All right, PFL, it's coming. 2023, the season's coming. They, uh, a lot of news in the PFL uh, lately. But we're going to have on, uh, he's been on the show, I believe, once or twice. Uh, one of the good dudes in all of MMA. Undefeated, 7-0, coming back to the PFL. Let's bring on our guy, Elvin Espinoza. Elvin, what's up, brother? What's up, my man? How you doing? Doing good, bro. Doing good, man. Hey, I don't want to take all the credit. You know, I think we've talked twice, uh, you know, before your fights. You're undefeated every time we talk. Just throwing that out there. I don't want to take all the credit, you know? <laughs> yeah, good, luck, like, good, good? Luck yeah, everything's good, man. Everything's good. Working, training. Yeah. Everything's going good. Awesome, man. All right. 7-0. and oh, uh, It's around the corner. I believe it's the 17th. Yeah, February 17th, Orlando, Florida Challenger Series. Uh, first of all, when you got that news, where were you at mentally? Were you ecstatic when you uh, got that fight on the 17th? Uh, yeah, I was excited. I was I was just waiting for any news to, you know, start the year and get a fighter yeah. ready. I was uh, okay. I was gone. I didn't fight for a year. I got to fight in, in Madison, and now I got one right away. So I'm excited. There you go. All right. I, you know, I always got notes on you. That was one of my notes. Uh, Elvin, man, like 2022 – was it difficult? Was it difficult to watch a lot of uh, MMA fights from afar? The PFL was busy. Uh, you know, they did have the Challenger Series. They weren't sure, like, where to, if you're a challenger in a way or are you going to be in the playoffs to turn? Where were you? Was it a hard year to kind of sit in a, in, in a long distance? Yeah, I was. I just never knew what was going to happen. So I, yeah. I was just training all year, just, uh, you know, staying ready. And, uh, you know, we're waiting for my, my opportunity. Absolutely. Well, you got a big one coming up in a couple of weeks here in Orlando, Florida for the Challenger Series. Um, yeah. All right. Does it give you a little extra kind of um, push or like a little bit of extra fire that you saw? I was, you know, I'm a Florida guy and I was at a, a lot of the Challenger Series. And we saw a lot of those fighters that were, quote, challengers. They became into the playoffs. We even saw Taylor went all the freaking way to the finals. Does that give yeah. you a little bit like, wow, I can start here on the Challenger in February, but I could be fighting for a million dollars in November or December? No, yeah, that's uh, awesome. You know, it's very motivating. I just got to go out there and uh, shine, you know, do my thing and then to see what happens. Uh, yeah, you know, I can be like Delano, you know, to see that yeah. from like, from, you went from Challenger Series all the way to the finals, you know, it's it's doable. So I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready. Definitely doable. Did they give you, did the PFL brass give you any extra, like, hey, you fought for us twice? 
We liked, you know, a great finish in the first time. I believe the second time got the win. Did they kind of say, hey, if you just win here in the Challenger Series, you're going to be into the 2022, uh, you know, the, the playoffs, the tournament style? Did they kind of talk to you about that or not really? No, not really. Just uh, okay. I'm going step by step, you know, just yeah, whatever. Yeah. One, at, one fight at a time. We'll see what happens. Right. Um, and then with the PFL, they made a lot of news this uh, first week of the 2023 year, uh, signing Jake Paul and just a – it was a, I feel if fan or not of the person himself, it seemed like it was a good news for PFL because they've been everywhere for this first week. One, are you a fan of what kind of Jake Paul is doing or, or the path that he's creating? And two, are you happy that the PFL signed him? I know it's a lot there. Where are you yeah. out on Jake Paul and the PFL? I think it's, I think it's awesome. You know, it's good because uh, he does like promoting the fighters and he says he wants to do all these things. So let's see if he actually does it. And you know, it just bring it brings more eyes from like the yeah. casual fans to right. to see what PFL is. You know, because um everybody watches the UFC. You know, everybody knows the UFC. So for him to like expose PFL and like uh, show, uh, like it brings more eyes. You know, to watch right. us. So that's good. Let's see what happens, and it'd be cool. You know, see, I heard he's fighting uh, Mike Perry supposedly, or I don't know what's in the words. A lot of things going on. <laughs> okay, okay, so okay. Um, with that being said, or would you? You love, and I think we've talked about this, the PFL format. So for, you know, first three, four years, it was just all about the tournament, all about the million dollars, uh, kind of fighting four or five times in a five, six month span. A lot of people are like, in MMA, that's tough, you know, just because in fights you can get a nicked up, get an injury and doing the weight cut over and over again. And now they're kind of, you know, pivoting a little bit to this pay-per-view style, kind of the UFC style. Is there one or more you like better? Would you kind of, you're like, hey, I do, you know, you're still young in the game, still only, you know, seven and no. Would you want to do a, the tournament for a couple years and try to win the million? Or would you rather just kind of fight quarterly or twice a year, three times a year, kind of on the pay-per-view style? Is there a, an avenue you would rather take uh, your career? Uh, I, I would like to do the tournament, you know. Okay, okay. Yeah, it, uh, you know, I, I'm, you're only this for a short time, so, you know, I got to make the yeah. best of it and, got to push through and I, li I like it because like when I don't have a fight I'm like always like hesitant on what to do as life I'm like lining up stuff it, yeah. it keeps me on track yeah 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 <laughs> I, I hear that all the time I hear fighters love having black permanent marker on a calendar they love having the yeah. date they love seeing the fight poster uh kind of lets keep, keep keeps your mind going straight keeps you uh yeah. training um big 2023 my man this is crazy should be a good yeah. year um anything on the uh so on the 17th Fighting in uh, Florida. I know you fought a lot of times in Florida. I know uh, not on the Challenger, but you have multiple PFL sessions, you know, going through them twice. And I know once in New York and Madison Square, that's got to give you, to me, I would feel a little bit of a, like, oh, this is just another day in the park. I've done it. Yeah. And maybe like, I think your Challenger's never fought for the PFL before. This is like a big thing for him. You've already done it. I would assume you kind of like that familiarity to kind of like, hey, this is just another Saturday, another, another Friday night. I'm going to get the job done. Yeah, yeah. He, no, he's tough. He's a tough dude. I saw him fight. I saw his Challenger Series fight. Uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun fight. Yeah. And, um, yeah, you know, it's another day. It's another day in the job uh, work. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. Um, I got a, a fun one for you, and then a couple. I got five names. I would love the – let me – let's do that first. All right. Here are five uh, PFL lightweights. Um, first thing that comes to your head, it could be, a you know, one word. It could be a sentence. Whatever you want to say, five names. You ready? Uh, okay. Jeremy Stevens. As in, so, so what do you want me to say? Sorry. Yeah, anything. What was the first thing? If I say Jeremy Stevens to you, what's the first thing that pops in your head? It's a banger. 
banger. Okay, uh, Stevie Ray. Uh, isn't it, that's, that's a hmm, slick. He's slick. <laughs> He's slick. Okay, I like that. How about Anthony Showtime Pettis? Entertaining. Entertaining. Uh, Clay Collard. Oh, uh, that guy's a gangster. <laughs> gangster for sure. The last one, the champ, uh, OAM. OAM. Uh, yeah, like, he's a monster. <laughs> he's a monster, monster. monster. I saw him in person. So. <laughs> he's a big right, dude. Right. Yeah, he was on that show in New York, right? The same yeah, yeah, show? Yeah, he was in my locker room. He's a super nice guy. Good, good. <laughs> Is that kind of, I would assume, of course, when he wins the championship and he's a millionaire now and the way, like, that's your, that's the goal. That's kind of the, the bullseye. Is that fair to say? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Very cool. Last thing for you. This is uh, something we've been doing a lot here at Fight Bananas. Um, Mount Rushmore. Everyone talks about who's the GOAT. It's so hard in MMA because of different weight classes and different errors of that sort. But I like Mount Rushmore. That gives you four people. Can be female, can be male, can be young, old, whatever it is. Four, the the greatest uh, fighters in the history of the sport. Who's your Mount Rushmore of MMA? GSP. Okay. I want to say... John Jones. Okay. <laughs> I I got I gotta throw Khabib in there. Khabib is nasty. Oh, I love yeah, Khabib. Yeah. Uh, Anderson Silva. Anderson, Anderson Silva. Silva. Okay. That's like the like you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the most like <laughs> basic answers. <laughs> no, my man. For one, those are great, and it's it's funny. I I let's talk about Silva for a minute or two. I think right because. A lot of people are getting, you know, I feel like every year more people come into the MMA space and, you know, Anderson Silva's best years were six years ago, eight years ago. And in that run, people forget how dominant he was in the middle, you know, the middleweights for the UFC. That run was incredible. One of the greatest runs in the history of the sport. And now a lot of people, I feel like have a negative, like, you know, they seen him lose the last couple of fights in the UFC and then the whole Silva thing, see him lose and all that. It's just like people forget how great Anderson Silva was. Uh, were you watching? Was that one of the fighters when you were kind of getting up in the sport? You're like, holy crap! When he's on it, he's must see. You got to watch. No. Yeah, yeah, it was him and GSP and for sure John Jones. Those are always fights I was uh, watching. Yeah, it's crazy. No, that's a good one, man. I'm telling you, no, Habib is a, a debatable one. It seems like a lot of people, yeah. and I get it with the weight class. Um, you know, I I wish I would have seen two or three more fights. You know, kind yeah. of in this era, like him versus Charles Oliveira would have been perfect at that time. That would have uh, that yeah. would have been a good one. That would have been that would have been awesome, an awesome fight. But would you assume, kind of seeing what Makhlchev did to Oliver, would you assume kind of Habib would have done the same thing? Yeah, honestly, yeah, yeah I think so. But you know, you never know. It's true. Uh, every fight's different. True, very true, man. Elvin Espinosa, seven and zero, fighting two seventeen twenty three at the Challenger Series. My man, appreciate you. Anything else you want? Any sponsors? Anything you want to push or plug? Uh, yeah, shout out to my sponsors. You know, Ritanga uh, five hundred five. Uh, Miami luxury cars, um, uh, the healthy kitchen, and uh, you know, shout out to Five Bananas. <laughs> hey, appreciate my man. Hey, we'll be there in Orlando. We'll see you in next month. And then I think we're gonna see you in Atlanta. We're gonna see you in Arlington. We'll see you in New York City. I think it's gonna be a yeah. big year for you, 2023. All right. Yes, sir. We go to we go to Disney after the after his win or Universal. Hey, <laughs> I like that. I like that, man. The that's, that's we'll the bring plan. the family out there. I like yeah. that. My man, be blessed. We'll stay true. I'll talk to you soon. Talk to you soon, man. Later. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the show. We're going to welcome back PFL, Amanda Leve. How are you, Amanda? Welcome back. I'm great. Thank you for having me. 
Absolutely. Uh, first of all, you know, question, did you have a good holidays, New Year's, everything was good? It's a uh, while that we're in 2023. It's a good time. Yes, I had a great holiday. How about you? Very good. No, it was great. Um, you know, we have a lot of kids running around our house, so uh, it was really, really cool. Um, uh, let's get into it. More fun, oh, sure. wait, say that again? I said kids always make it more fun. <laughs> yes, that's that's one way to say it. That's one way to say it. Um, <laughs> but uh, all right, let's get into it. Uh, very cool when I saw that announcement, PFL Challenger Series. So with me being a Florida guy, I was at most of the Challenger Series last year. Uh, we saw a ton of talent. And the first thing I kind of want to say is that it's unbelievable that a lot of fighters were challengers, quotations, and then they fought. that They were in the playoffs. And they were fighting for, you know, Taylor was fighting for a million dollars in one year. First of all, I know that's a lot there. Does that interest you right off the bat? Like, do you think 2023 can be a, hey, I'm a challenger. I'm, I'm still growing in my MMA career into maybe, you know, a big, big fight towards the end of this the year? Oh, absolutely. Um, okay. I think anyone has a chance. Um, you know, it's not just about like how good your skill set is. I think it's also about how good you can compete on a stage like the PFL. Right. Um, you already fought on the PFL. Like I said, it's the first time we talked. It was a couple of weeks. And I know that was a, remember it was like short notice for you and short notice for your opponent. It was a lot of stuff going on. I think I was even during the COVID era of you, if you, if I can say that word. Uh, but does that give you a little familiarity that you fought for the PFL before? Uh, they've been great to almost all their fighters, to all of us. Does that give you maybe a little bit of the edge that you've kind of went through that process of fighting for the PFL before? Uh, absolutely. I think any kind of experience, especially when you are already experienced with like another promotion, yeah. like, <clears throat> like fighting with them again, again, is going to be a good, a good thing for me to, um, just to get my feet in there again. And, um, like being in, inside the smart cage is just like a whole experience in itself. Right. Um, so that was just a really cool, cool thing. So I do believe that being in the smart cage already is going to definitely give me a little bit of an advantage against my opponent. Nice, nice. The first fight in the PFL was lightweight. This one's a featherweight. Um, is that, I think last time we talked, that's kind of where you wanted to probably have your MMA career be in. Are you happy that it looks like they are saying, hey, you guys, featherweights are coming to the PFL and going pretty hardcore. Were you really happy with that decision, kind of with the PFL and even for you going forward? Oh, absolutely. I was so pumped because I, I was fighting at my natural weight. Like I didn't even have to cut weight for right. my last fight. I was just like, already under like 155 so i'm like okay like it's yeah. like great being able to eat and everything but like yeah. realistically like girls are cutting weight yeah um, so i i do think it's great to be able to fight at your natural weight but like also for 145 for me is just a matter of me cleaning up my diet a little bit yeah. more and sure. i get there very easily so i have no no issues there i was i was so so stoked when i saw the 145 division i'm like yes yeah, finally yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think, honestly, that could be a really nice spot for the PFL uh, with Kayla being a lightweight and a lot of kind of eyes and money went into that weight class. But a lot of those girls that were fighting at 155 are, you know, natural featherweight. So they fought a featherweight uh, like, a um, you know, Julia Budd and all that stuff. So I think with them making a featherweight division, I think it's kind of brilliant for them. Um, I also saw that you were kind of totally off in the MMA world in 2022. Was it just kind of not getting a fight? Was it the PFL holding you back? Was it you just kind of going to grapple? What was the 2022, uh, you know, uh, off time? So I broke my fibula. Um, Ooh. yeah. So I, I competed in London in a grappling match and it was just like a fluke thing. Like <clears throat> nothing the girl really did. Just like the way she came in, like, my foot was kind of planted on her like torso. And when she came in, it, 
like snapped. It sounded like a two by four going off. It was terrible. <laughs> and oh, then you're in like, another country. So yeah. that was just like a whole experience in itself. Wow. And then when I came back to the United States, um, I got, you know, checked out and they said, basically like you're going to need surgery. So I had a plate and screws put in. Um, so like, that was just like a long recovery that definitely took like a mental yeah. toll on me. Yeah. Like it, it was, it was a very hard experience for me, especially like missing out on like the MMA career. Cause I'm like, man, it's a whole year gone, but I know I'm, I'm better because of it. I'm me more yeah. mentally strong because of it. I, you know, have more of a fire because of it. Um, so I'm really excited to be able to, to fight um, on February 3rd. Yeah. You can't have a comeback without a setback. I, you exactly. know, they can't go together. So, um, wow. I'm, I, I didn't know that. I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, from the injury, I would assume, and even mentally and physically, are you just a hundred percent? Are you just, that's, uh, that's way behind me. I'm ready to go. No ill effects, no, nothing holding you back. Yeah. Nothing's holding me back. I'm ready. I'm ready to go. Nice. Wow. Sounds good. Um, all right. I do want to talk about grappling. I am a huge grappling fan. Uh, I even knew you before the whole PFL announcement talked about and all your grappling stuff. Kind of two questions I want to take it in. One is, um, even with that injury, are you still, I would assume you're still always going to kind of dabble in that grapple and atmosphere and grapple and events and tournaments in the future. Um, maybe I still, Ooh. now, now I'm going back and forth with it because okay. MMA just takes so much of my time now. Yeah. Um, and <clears throat> even your jiu-jitsu game changes when you're training for MMA. Right. Um, so I'm like picking up on stuff that I'm doing differently. That's like technically would be like a bad habit for jujitsu. And I'm like, uh, like is grappling going to be a thing for me in the future? I don't know, because now I feel like I'm just getting all these bad habits because of MMA. Not that they're okay. bad habits for MMA. They're just bad habits for jujitsu. Um, so we'll see. I'm not really, I haven't like a hundred percent decided what I'm doing yet with that. Okay. Okay. Um, like I said, with me being such a big fan of grappling and Fury just put on a great show at the end of the year. Our dear friend of Fight Finesse, Jillian Robertson, was in the main event against Rose. Uh, got a nice win. Do you foresee, even if you're not involved, do you foresee, I think grappling in 2023 and of 2024, I think there'll be more uh, crossover events and more big events and more events on Fight Pass. Do you like where the grappling sphere and the event and that kind of industry, do you, do you like where it's moving to and where it's going? Oh, absolutely. It's so cool to see like athletes being able to actually like make money off of the sport now, right. um, how much the sport's grown. Um, even if you just look at like the ADCC, the last event that they put on, it was just literally yeah. fireworks. Um, yeah, yeah. And it's just going to be bigger um, for the next one. And even the opens that they do, they do like ADCC opens. If you just like watch the kids compete, you're like, oh my gosh, the future of this sport is going to be so cool because these yeah. kids get after it it's just uh, it's just a different sport than it was i think even just five years ago oh it it so is in people uh two like just the two names that come off the top of my head like a chase hooper and danielle kelly uh they're kind of so young in the sport and but imagine now another generation under them imagine all those eight-year-olds 10-year-olds and 12-year-olds and they're watching you and you know and danielle and chase, it's just absolutely crazy uh fun question just popped in my head because you kind of mentioned there what were you more in the moment what were you more happier with, uh, the Garcia win or the Barber win? Uh, so it's hard for me to decide because the Gabby match, I just felt like, um, was just like, it was just a whole moment <laughs> for yeah. me. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
but like the MMA was my first professional win. And, you know, that was just a goal that I've always been chasing since I was like a kid. Yeah. Um, so I would say uh, maybe the Gabby one, just because okay. it was such a monumental feat and yeah. I was such an underdog in that. Like um, I was, I was seated eighth and she was seated first. Yeah. Um, so it was such a big upset. I think uh, that one might take the cake for me. It's one of those, like you, when they ask you, who's your favorite kid? It's a, it's a tough answer, but <laughs> secretly we all have one. All right. Just secretly we all have one. I know you, the Barbara win was great. Uh, even a little bit of comeback in there as well, but to get a first, you know, stoppage and all that was just phenomenal. But yeah, you, everyone has their favorite kid. So uh, yeah. I get it. I get it. Um, all right. Last one. So the events in Orlando, uh, it's a really tight, it's, I don't know if you've ever been there for a challenger series. Probably not. I would assume it's just awesome. They did such a great job last year. I would assume it's going to be great this year. What is something that you want to just even not prove to yourself, but almost prove to the MMA world or maybe prove, uh, you know, there's a lot of great girls on that same card as you, but assuming that sooner or later, those will be challengers and, and stuff of that nature. What is something you want, like a statement you want to be made on uh, February 3rd? Um, I just want the statement to be made that I'm a mixed martial artist. I'm not just um, a grappler, I'm not just a jujitsu girl. Um, you know, I've spent a lot of time like focusing on, you know, making sure that I have like that fight in me that I can, that I can take, I can take a beating, but I can also give one. Um, so I just want to be known as a mixed martial artist and not just, um, primarily a grappler. Okay. I love that. I love that. All right. We have five fun questions. Uh, not a lot of MMA stuff, just something to, uh, you know, people to get to know you better. You ready? Yep. All right. First one, what's your all time favorite movie? Um, probably Rocky four. She was, what is, <laughs> all right. But none of these other questions matter. You already won. Like well, you already won the <laughs> event. So there you go. Um, if you could live anywhere in the world, where would you want to live? Um, probably Florida or Texas, somewhere Ooh. warmer. I'm, I'm getting like sick of the cold up here in Philly. <laughs> hey, Florida, Florida will welcome you with open arms. There's no state tax here. You know, it's warm 11 months out of the year. It's a good place. Just letting you know, you know, yes. um, what's your favorite app on your phone? Um, I have this wheel, this spinning wheel. So when I can't make decisions, I spin the wheel <laughs> to decide what I'm going to do. Cause I'm very indecisive. Yeah. For dinner. Is it Chick-fil-A? Is it Panera? I, I get it. Exactly. I get it. Uh, your all time favorite candy. Um, probably just chocolate. Okay. All right. Oh, well, last one. This is a good one. Um, if you are the promoter for any, uh, combat sports event, it could be boxing, could be grapple and it could be MMA. If you could create up any matchup of any time, any era, what would you love to see? If you were just this magical moment, you're the promoter. Uh, what would you, what would you make? Oh, um, I would probably do myself against Rhonda because I always wanted to, when I was a kid, okay. I always wanted to fight Rhonda Rousey. Okay. So maybe that would be the matchup for me. There you go. Ronda Rousey for some <laughs> men to live at PFL, you know, hundred, you know, with the, Hey, anything can happen. Jake Paul's in the PFL. You never know. Ronda could be next. Yep. The big things. Crazy. <laughs> awesome. Amanda, thank you so much for your time. Appreciate it. I will see you in Orlando in uh, around a month. So I cannot wait. Uh, appreciate it. We'll talk soon. All right. All right. Thank you very much. Awesome. Have a good one. You too. What's up, guys? Dave Van Auken, the Dave Van Auken Show is back. Here we go. Evelyn Martins, how are you, Ev? Hi, buddy. I'm good. How are you, David? Doing Very nice great. to Doing... meet you. I know. It's so funny because I just checked you out on Instagram a little bit to kind of get some questions. 
Great follow, by the way, Evelyn underscore Martin seven. And then, of course, at the gym at ATT, I have so many ties to the gym and so many people in that circle. So I'm like, dude, I see your pictures. I'm like, I know everyone. I know all your friends. I know everyone you're hanging out with. So uh, it's, great. <laughs> it's great to finally meet you, talk to you. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, last year, of course, I would say a pretty tough MMA year. Probably maybe a great for you personally and all of that, but tough for you on the fight side. This year, we're right back into a Challenger Series, Orlando, Florida. Uh, coming up in a couple weeks, how pumped are you to kind of boom, like right off the gates, have something in motion early in 2023? Well, I feel so excited, so happy, you know, to finally be able to go back inside of the cage yeah. and to fight, you know. Uh, like you said, last year as an MMA fighter was a tough year. Got seven fights canceled in a row, you know, so many things happening at the same time. Yeah. But, um, you know, I kept, I kept training, kept improving, and – I'm just so happy that I finally have the opportunity to fly on February 3rd for the Challenger Series and, you know, a chance to get a that contract for the season this year. So I yeah. think it's it's perfect, you know. Um, do you, in a weird way, and I know, and probably everyone tells you this, how young you are in 20 and being all that nature, but do you think maybe in a weird way it was a, a godsend that those fights didn't come through and now you, I would assume – you know, in the spring of 2023 is probably a different fighter, a way different fighter, uh, just mentally stronger, physical, all that stuff than you were maybe 10 months ago, 15 months ago. Uh, probably, um, you know, I'm only 20, so I'm still growing. That's obviously I'm very young for the sport, but um, right. I could say, yeah, that I I actually like it because I, I had a lot of time to improve, to get stronger, uh, maybe um, get used to it, to a new weight class, which is, I think it's great, you know. Uh, and uh, yeah, I think I think it was a good, a good time for me to, you know, get myself through and try to get better, not only on one thing specific for one fight, but try to get better right. for any situation that happens in every fight, you know. So I think it, it, it was good to Absolutely. And like I said, especially on your IG, uh, there's a couple of great pictures, a couple of pictures when you were so young and uh, even in your teenage years, uh, it just yeah. seemed like you have been groomed since you've been one years old to now to be a mixed martial artist. Has that always been kind of the plan or the game plan? Were you just built or were you born to be a professional fighter? Well, I think it runs in the family first of all, you know, it runs in the family. Um, I, my, my mom and my dad used to train and uh, my dad used to compete with me, so I put a train. My uncle, he used to fight, he used to be a professional MMA fighter. Uh, I started fighting for real uh, when I was 11 years old, so I've been fighting for a good time, quite a time yeah. well. And, um, but I remember when I was to my 12, 13, when I watched my first MMA fight ever, women's fight, I was like, hmm, I like this. This this is what I, I wanted to do, you know, because uh, my background is striking, obviously. So I, I started in Muay Thai, kickboxing, fighting. But then when I saw MMA and then I saw that I had the opportunity to put Jiu-Jitsu together because it's another sport that I love so much, I was like, I, I need to do this. So, yeah, yeah. so I decided and here I am today fighting for the PFL contract. That's awesome. There's so much more PFL I want to say. You mentioned watching the fight. Do you remember that first fight? Do you remember what fight it was? You're like, oh my goodness, I'm doing this for the rest of my yes. life. Yes, it was uh, versus Misha Tate on a UFC okay. very long time ago in the very beginning. So I was yeah. like, mm, this is cool. I, I want to, I wanted to do this. I wanted to try this. But then I was like, mm, I'm too young. I cannot do it. So I just started training MMA when I was 13. 
and I kept fighting uh, kickboxing, Muay Thai. Then I moved to the United States, did a bunch of grappling matches, a bunch of grappling fights. Then when I turned 18, I went straight to pro. And then, and yeah, life is good, you know? We turn around, yeah. turn around, turn around, and here I am today. That's awesome. That's all. Well, they are. I know the PFL is so excited about you. Uh, I know fans are. I know, of course, the gym is. Uh, should be a really, really big for yourself. Um, let's talk about kind of the gym, if not the greatest gym on this planet. But they have great ties, really, really close, strong ties to the PFL. Uh, how beneficial for you to kind of have that, you know, PFL and ATTM uh, has a great handshake. And how is that to be kind of the next one uh, to be a part of that? Day, it's a, you know, it's a great thing. It feels like we're all just one big family, you know, to have amazing fighters from ATT. There are champions who trains at ATT and fights for the PFL. It's, I believe it's one big family and one good vibe, you know, and uh, right. I think it's amazing, you know, if we get to experience um, the fighters um, training, the fighters fighting for the PFL. So I think he, I think it, we are one big family, like say in this way, you know. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, so I did hear you kind of say, and I, I talked to someone too, who is a female featherweight. They assume they like, it hasn't even been defined. Uh, I mean, I mean, uh, announced that they will have a tournament. They will have the playoffs and kind of fighting for a million dollars. Is that everything you've been hearing is that they will have a one forty five uh, million dollar champion. Yeah, uh, so basically right now, I believe there'll be 145 pounds this year. So, they're starting off with the challenge series and probably one of the girls, which I hope be, we're going to get the contract to go straight to the season for 145 pounds uh, and, you know, get the ballot and be a millionaire. And do you like their tournament style? Do you like how it's very, uh, you know, within five months, six months, they can kind of, you can get three, four, five fights and literally uh, kind of be in the first round and then be fighting for a million dollars very quickly. It, it, the, the tournament, the season happens fast. Yes. Well, I like it. I like it very much. You know, I think it's something to keep the athletes active. Uh, all it happens at once. But, um, you know, for me, that has been a little bit time off. One year is something without fighting. I think I'm just hungry to fight. So for me, it doesn't matter how many fights I'm, I'm going to have to do this year to get the belt, you know. I would just say I just I'm ready for it in yes, that, that's pretty much it. But I I do like it the style and then you know, it's, it's gonna be it can be a big year for me you know and then yeah. I believe it's gonna be good yes. Absolutely. All right, guys, we're talking with Evelyn Martins, two and o, uh, twenty years young, crazy. Um. All right. So two last things and a fun little five questions at the end. One is, so your opponent. Um. I'm a Florida guy, so I saw your opponent twice last year on the Challenger Series in Orlando. Um. Do you, what do you think about how she's fought for the Challenger Series before? It's kind of done that process. Do you think she has a slight advantage that she's done that before? Or when it gets into the cage door, when that cage locks, it's a whole new season, a whole new game? Well, um, people are asking me about her, and, and I could say that she's, you know, background in pro wrestler. Uh, she has good hands. Uh, you know, she fought one of the girls I was supposed to fight, actually. Right, and, right. Um, by the time I was off with no fighting, I was actually watching all of them. So I got the opportunity to watch them through the year, you know. Um, I believe once the law the door is locked, you know, so many things can happen and I believe I'm just gonna be ready for anything, you know. And um, you know, she's a tough girl, she's 20, but so am I, you know. Uh yeah. 
we're gonna get there and then we're gonna throw some punches at each other and see who's better than I. And uh, that's how it's gonna be. I love it. I it's I love it. It's so simple. Coming from you, it's so simple. Hey, you're gonna do a little grapple and a little punch. We'll see what happens. I love it. Yes, yes. There's nothing much to say, you know. Yeah, I just yeah. when people ask me that, I was like. You just need to watch me. Once you watch me, you're going to see it. So Absolutely. Talking about uh, much to say, a crazy announcement around five days ago, maybe a week ago, with Jake Paul signing with the PFL, um, with you kind of trying to fight for the Challenger Series and then fight for the PFL. I would just love your take on it. What was the first thing that came to your head? Do you love it? Do you not like it? Uh, what's your first take on Jake Paul being a part of the PFL? I got really happy. I'm not going to lie. I got really yeah. happy. I think this is this is great, you know. Uh, he's the type of guy that he wants the fighters to be, uh, to have a better living, to get paid better. Um, so I, I do believe this is going to be great for the event, you know, uh, because wherever he goes, he, he brings with him a lot of eyes. A lot of people like to watch him. A lot of people hate him, but you know, it is what it is. This is the world we live. Nobody loves all the fighters. No, there's always some people who hate it, but it is what it is. He's here to make some history. I'm just, I'm just happy. You know, it's, I think it's going to be great to have him on the show and then on um, some of the cars uh, this year. And uh, I, I, I honestly got really happy about it. So very cool. Good to hear. Good to hear. Okay. Here's five female fighters. The first thing comes to your head. Could be one word, could be a sentence, could be a story, whatever you want. First thing that comes to your head. You ready? Yes. First one, Kayla Harrison. Legacy, great history. Okay. Valentina Shevchenko. Uh, very technical striker. Jillian the Savage Robertson. I fought her. Huh? Funny. I fought her on a grappling match once. Right. She's good. She's good, but you know. Okay. Okay. Um, Michelle Montague. Uh, Michelle, I trained with her. She's an amazing person, an amazing fighter too. I'm cheating I'm for her so much too. Yeah, it's wild that you guys are on the same card. That's uh, that's got to be yeah. really cool. Yes, yeah, it is really cool. Uh, last one, most people think she, the greatest female fighter ever, Amanda Nunes. Oh, she's amazing. She made her history, also a legacy, you know. People can say whatever they want to say about her, but she have done it. She got the job done all the time, you know. Things happen, but she went back there and be the world champion again. So, yeah, she's awesome, amazing. Cool. There's, yeah, there's not much to say. You know, she already proved herself so much. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like I said, probably unquestionably the greatest female fighter to date. Uh, we'll see if someone uh, young, maybe, I don't know, you know, maybe a 20 year old, uh, that American yeah. top team, maybe one day, you never know, could be maybe the one young, day for show. sure. <laughs> awesome. Evelyn, thank you so much for your time. Uh, we'll be rooting for you. We'll be, I will be there live in Orlando. Cannot wait. February 3rd, the Challenger Series. Uh, best of skill to you. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Yes. Bye. Later.